0: You can do just about anything that you want in life, but if you're not doing what you truly wanna do, you're just not gonna be happy. So if you prioritize your happiness and have faith in what you're doing, and that the thing that you're doing matters, and that it's not for views, it's not for likes, it's not for fame, this is my heart and my soul. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Lil Stan. I'm the artist that created Back Up. And if you want to be more intentional with your free time to discover your purpose and potential, then you should be listening to the Free Time Podcast with my friend, Carl Sona.
1: Deep down in your gut, you know there's more to life than waking up for school or work, going through the motions just to get by, and living for the weekend. But you're still scared and uncertain about what your true purpose in life is. Welcome to the Free Time Podcast, your very own community and virtual support group created to help you leverage your free time as a valuable asset so you can start to improve your mindset, learn self-empowerment skills, and ultimately find true fulfillment to move you towards the incredible life that was specifically created for you to live. This is more than a podcast dropping three episodes a week. This is a movement. Built around real people, sharing real stories, focused on helping you make the most of your life by becoming super intentional with your time. Brought to you by your host, Carl Sona. Now, before we get in today's episode,
2: I'd like to make a quick announcement. We're on a mission to build a movement here around the topics of self-empowerment, mental health, and personal fulfillment. These are all some really big topics that we all deal with as human beings, but also they're topics that will look a little different for each of us as individuals. And so I'd love to put a name with the face and learn more about who you are and where you are currently along your journey. So I'm super excited to announce that I'm offering free 15-minute Zoom phone calls with me in order for us to get better acquainted. If you're at all interested in this, please hit the link to my calendar in the show notes below to sign up for a time and I'll see you there. Now, without further ado, let's jump into our episode today. What's good, everybody? Welcome back. And thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the free time podcast. Today, I have a very special interview for y'all. We're joined by Matthew Abagnaro, aka Lil Stain on today's episode. If you're new to the show, this is the very first time I've had a rapper slash songwriter on the show, and it's about damn time. <laughs> if you're not familiar, Lil' Stain is a Philadelphia-based rapper who recently debuted his hit single Back Up, featuring Rude Boy Kells that received more than 10,000 streams in its first month alone. And I'm not surprised because his raps are filled with positivity and inspiration backed by dope beats and melodies that really pull you in. Lil' Stane, welcome to the show, my bro.
0: Yo, thank you so much, man. The introduction was awesome, bro. Backup just hit 12K. The music video is out on Saturday. Bro, that's going to be 12 p.m. EST. So wherever you're at, man, tune in. Uh, All those links will be in my bio on my Instagram page, at real underscore Lil Stain. Carl, thank you for having me on, bro. This is awesome.
2: Absolutely, brother. Looks like a beautiful day in Philly. It
0: is gorgeous, man. The Philadelphia skyline, baby. Can't get any sweeter. (laughs)
2: You know what, man? I got to tell you, I love your energy. I've really been fucking with the track since you and I connected a few weeks ago. And what really pulls me in to songs is the beat. Like, I love a beat that creates a real state change within me that makes me feel like I'm kind of bigger than the situation or that the moment at hand, you know, even if it's just for a second. And, and your single backup definitely has that yeah. Now tell me, you got 10,000 streams in the first month alone. Talk to us about what the moments leading up to putting the single out were like for you and and if you thought that it would perform as well as it did in the beginning.
0: Yeah, dude, thank you. I think that's awesome. Uh, it's crazy. I've been a songwriter my entire life. I've been a rapper my entire life. This is something that I've been doing since I was nine years old. Like really, really songwriting. I remember like the genesis of my songwriting was you know, I'm in the car with my dad, he's playing some music, and I'm kind of like making up my own words. And he turns around, and he's like, what's that? What's that song? You know what I mean? And he's just like laughing about it, right? But like, that was just always me. Like, I just always kind of had lyrics flowing. And so, you know, the way this song went was, I swear, I, you know, it's crazy. I never read anything about music marketing until about maybe two and a half months ago. Right, so shout out to Rob Level, Smart Rapper. He's uh, he's a guy that educates new artists and new rappers on music marketing and how to market yourself and how to grow as a rapper. And I read one of his ebooks, and I'm like, like I'm I'm smacking myself. I'm like, why have I never read anything about this? You know, it's like a lot of times rappers struggle to grow. A lot of times artists struggle to grow. That's almost like the, you know, the oldest song in the book, like, a, you know, a rapper puts out something on SoundCloud or, you know, maybe, you know, your cousin or somebody, you know, puts out a song and it's like, just doesn't go anywhere. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily, same with podcasting, same with YouTube, all this digital content is like, is like the, you know, just kind of standard for people to not grow. Right. And so I, I'm like, I had to hit myself I said, I never read about this. I never even educated myself on this. Maybe that's why. So I started doing that. And then, yeah, to be honest, once I started to educate myself, I did know that it was going to go somewhere, right? And, um, you know, because I, 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 un- I understood the mechanics behind it. I was able to reverse engineer it. And so with backup, just educating myself, just pushing it hard, leading up to, you know, a month and a half before release, putting these strategies in line, putting ducks in a row, and then eventually it was able to just start taking off. And now it's really working on its own. So
2: <laughs> That's what's up, man sounds like you're very strategic about your marketing you know and i think that to be a a solid content creator today it's definitely about your message right like it's definitely about the information you're putting out there but i think that there's a whole another side and there's a whole another side that really pertains to the actual execution and your delivery of how people receive that message now i want to go back to the beginning i'm really curious about the genesis of how you became a rapper. I know you're from Philly, and and Philly's got a long lineage of rappers, right? Lil Uzi Vert, Meek Mill, Will Smith. Talk to me a little bit about how you were exposed to the hip hop culture, and what really inspired you to pursue hip hop and making music.
0: Yeah, man. So growing up, it was like you know I grew up in uh, Montgomery County, which is the county right outside of Philadelphia. So. Um, you know, my parents' house, where I was raised at, is about 45 minutes away from where I'm staying now, and, you know, growing up, it was just a big mix of people, and so it was, it was very diverse where I was at, you know, we, we grew up poor, we didn't really have a whole lot, and so just kind of being around where I was at, like, the street that I grew up on, it was a good street, and it wasn't really violent, you know what I mean, like, I I did I don't come from, like, the gutter or anything like that, but just, like, where I was at, like, where, you know, where I, where I was raised, the house I was raised, it was like, 20 years before I grew up on that street it was bad and it was like so you kind of you caught like the the afterwash of that so i don't know man it's you know i i think back is like it's a good question of like how i got started in rap it just always resonated with me you know it's like songwriting kind of came first and like rock kind of came first and then it was like as i grew up the the message of the hip hop i was listening to when i was younger of just like coming from nothing and like conquering all odds. And like, that was like the real thing. Right. So to me, it was always like a message of positivity. It was always a message of like growth and like being strong and being full of faith and positivity and energy. And so that always just resonated with me really, really hard. And so, you know, just, you know, coming all the way up until now, I really feel like that's how I want my sound to translate. You know, like about a year or two ago, I went through the SoundCloud rapper phase of like just saying, meaningless nonsense and that's where the name Lil Stain kind of came from but as my sound kind of developed and as my message started to change and everything now the name kind of is is meant to be ironic but you know so that's yeah man yeah
2: so the name Lil Stain originated from you being kind of a lollipop you know indie rookie rapper on SoundCloud huh
0: <laughs> yeah Yeah, making fun of my bedroom and, you know, it's so, you know, my original nickname was WAP because, you know, in high school, I told all my friends, because I'm Italian, right? So I told all my friends in high school and like middle school what WAP meant. Nobody knew. and I was like, yeah, bro, for Without Papers, like that's like a racial slur for Italians. And then everybody just started calling me WAP. And so that was my first name. But you know what I mean? Like as you grow, like those nicknames don't resonate with you on the same level. And so Lil Stain kind of came up in a freestyle one day. And I liked it. I was like, all right, whatever. You know what
2: I mean? So, <laughs> I love it, man. That story you just told speaks very nicely to the progression of anyone's journey. I think that it truly represents the evolution we all go through. And I'm happy that you bring that up because sometimes I think it's very easy for content creators to tell themselves that you know, their voice or their style as it is today is the way that it needs to be forever. And they sort of just marry themselves to how they are today. And, you know, it can really impede us from evolving and getting better. So it's really cool to hear how you transcended that. You know, people listening to this right now don't have video feed and may or may not know that you're actually white. (laughs) You mentioned earlier you're Italian. Talk about being a minority in the hip hop culture and the hip hop space. Um, how has race really factored into you breaking into hip hop?
0: Yeah, man. No, that's, that's awesome. You know, I think in the beginning, like when you're starting out, maybe you're not as good, right? Like, you know, you don't, you don't have like a professional engineer working with you. You're not working with professional producers, right? People won't take you as seriously. You say you rap, you know, that's like everybody raps, you know what I mean? Like, okay, right. Um, you know, but I don't know, man. You know, I, I think that things are progressing. Um, you know, the the stereotypes of what a rapper is supposed to look and, and sound like and act like and talk like are starting to change, right? Like you got somebody coming from the suburbs, right? Like, you know, sure, I resonate with a lot of those things that were the stereotypical standard hip-hop message from, from back in the day, but not all of it, right? And so... I don't know, man. I think the stereotypes are starting to change, you know? Like, kids can learn how to produce, mix, and master and record in their bedroom off of YouTube for free. And so with that comes a lot of shifting in the times, you know? Like, white kids rap now, you know what I mean? White kids rap, people can rap, and also, you know, not be from the hood. People can rap, you know what I mean? So, yeah.
2: Yeah, I think that the culture has definitely been transcended, given the fact that people have more access to the sound of hip hop, and that it's no longer only reserved for people that you know grew up in the inner cities, for instance. However, whenever the barriers to entry in a space start to come down, as we've seen with hip hop, there's inevitably going to be more competition and more people flooding in, right? And so you mentioned earlier that many rappers go to SoundCloud to die. And they actually never really get discovered and never really pick up that traction. So I'm curious, bro, like, how do you view your longevity in this space? You know, what are you doing to differentiate yourself as a true standout with potential?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think that, you know... With, with everything that's going on with the internet right now, how how the barrier of entry to just post your stuff on stores is very low, you know what I mean? To be on all streaming platforms, everybody is on all streaming platforms, you know what I mean? Like, that doesn't mean anything, right? Um, but for you to stay consistent, there's a level and a degree of work that needs to, put, to be put in on a consistent basis. And... I think that if your intentions are in the wrong spot, or if you don't you know what I mean, or if you're doing it selfishly, um, you know you, you you can't really stay in this long term. So I'll give you an example. Now, I started a podcast a couple of years ago. Now I started a new one up, Never Settle Music Marketing podcast that's going to be on all stores soon. Now, two years ago, I learned a lot from the first one. Now the one I, the podcast I came out with a couple of years ago it was all selfish content. You could basically consider it a personal audio blog. And this is something Gary Vee said, you know what I mean? That's really what it was. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But what value does that bring to somebody that's not my friend or my family member that wants to know more about me? You know what I mean? Like not a whole lot. Nobody cares. No one cares. And and that's not like a, a stab at me or anything. I don't mean to say that to be unkind or anything, but you know, who wants to listen to my personal audio blog? Unless I was like a celebrity, if a celebrity came out that, you know what I mean? So the point is, what am I bringing value to the game? How am I staying consistent? And your question was, you know, how do I plan to stay in this long term? Again, I think it comes down to what do you want out of life? Right? Like, what do you desire?
2: What is that for you?
0: Right. So I'll try, I'll try to answer it in like this. So You can do just about anything that you want in life, but if you're not doing what you truly want to do, you're just not going to be happy. So if you prioritize your happiness and have faith in what you're doing and that the thing that you're doing matters and that it's not for views, it's not for likes, it's not for fame, this is my heart and my soul, right? And faith is a verb, right? You need to practice that on a day-to-day basis, right? So it's like, what am I doing to stay consistent long-term? To be honest with you, it's just on a day-to-day basis. every day. I need to wake up, and I need to set a list of goals that I need to accomplish for today. And I have a list of things that I need to do. I need to make a certain amount of submissions to playlists and blogs, and I need to make a certain amount of content. You know what I mean? There's, there's, I need to put work into it. You know, I can't, I can't plan for the future, right? But there's a lot of podcasters, there's a lot of YouTubers that just, just go on YouTube to die, and they go on streaming stores to die, and they don't stay consistent. There's a lot of questions you need to ask. First of all, what value are you bringing? Second of all, why are you doing it? Do you even want to do it? Or are you just kind of dabbling? And third of all, am I going to do what it takes to really stay in this long term? Am I willing to make content every day for years? You know what I mean? And if I I want to and I love it, right? Like as a songwriter, I've been writing songs since I was nine. I'll always write songs. I never stop writing songs. So if my heart's in it, all I need to do is just show up on a day-to-day basis and I'll be fine.
2: Man, love that you touched on that selfish aspect around content creation. When I first started putting myself out there, I was trying to figure out how to publish content that felt true for me but that would also provide value for people running into my stuff. And I think that when you're first starting, especially if you're in your head about what you want to put out and you know how people are going to fuck with your information, it can be challenging to put stuff out there that really hits people and affects them in a positive way. Yeah. Um, you know, that isn't just being put out for the likes. Right. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. And I know that I have, and I'm really curious to hear more about how you deal with this. You know, you're rapping about stuff that's real for you. And I want to break down a few lyrics from Brack up in a second, because they're so motivational and they're so inspirational. I just love it, man.
0: Yeah, dude, that's awesome. I I think it does come, you know, even that comes down to faith again. I feel like it all just comes down to faith because I can't do something different. Like I can't change, you know what I'm saying? So it's just a matter of like, being myself and showing up for business and having faith that the world will resonate with it. And it does like the proof is in the pudding. It does resonate. Like, you know what I mean? Like people are like, yo, I love what you're saying. you're, You're speaking from the heart. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, blogs will turn it down. And like, sure. Some, some playlists might not, it might not be right for certain playlists, right. Or whatever, right. Like whether it's a workout playlist, it just wasn't energetic enough, whatever the case may be. Music is a subjective experience, right. And I find that there are ways to tactically, strategically create a better experience for people before they even hear your music, right? So it's like, there's a quote from this book, the Forty songwriter by Jason John Evans. Shout out to him, man. That book is awesome. He said, the worst way to market your music is with your music. If I'm putting out ads of like a five second clip, people are scrolling past it, right? They need to have an experience around it. You know what I mean? So it's like, you were able to have an experience with my song because we got on a call and had a great conversation and you were like, All right, this guy's kinda cool, right? We got off the call and you don't need to tell me. Thank you. No, I'm playing, I'm playing. No, we got the call and we had a conversation. It was a good conversation, right? It was a good conversation, you know, uh, whatever you thought, it doesn't matter. We had a cool conversation. We we're like, all right, cool. This guy has some motivating stuff to say. He's talking about marketing. That's cool. And when you listen to it, that motivation resonated with you. You were, you were able to hear it on a different level, right? So there's, there's ways to package our music to people for them to hear it and for it to resonate on the frequency that it can. But I don't know if that answers your question.
2: A hundred percent, man. What I take away from what you just said is that people really connect with story. And I think back to the time when you and I first got connected, You know, I got to learn more about you and what you're trying to create and vice versa. And I really came away from that conversation with more of a vested interest in you. And so when I put on the song, Back Up, and I heard your message, it hit me at a whole nother level as a result of really understanding who the man behind the lyrics and the message is. I want to revisit this concept of faith. You brought it up a few times, and I think that it's a key takeaway for anybody out there wanting to do something meaningful. You know, for anyone that actually wants to capitalize on true happiness, I believe faith is required, especially in the beginning when you're not really certain about how things are going to shake out. Now, let's talk about some of the lyrics of Back Up. Can you tell us what inspired Back Up and specifically talk about the role that Faith played in helping you create the record?
0: Yes. Cool, man. I I wrote the first four uh, bars of that song. And like so when I heard the song, the producer who made it, I already created another song with him and that one is not out yet that one will be out maybe another like month and a half or so but that one's still being worked on a little bit and that one that song in particular that i made from the same producer before back up um it just inspired me on a totally different level and i was so motivated and like everybody that i shared it with you know was just like oh my god like you've hit that different frequency and so just
2: you talking about about to blow the song about to blow no
0: not about to blow so this song is called all Again. i have not shared the name of that song with anybody else <laughs> except for like my inner circle of artists and friends so um Sona podcast free time podcast exclusive anyway <laughs> um but now so um you know i made that song and that like that just motivated me and i was able to tap into my sound and as your sound develops as an artist, like you just kind of know the certain producers that you want to go to and the certain sound you want. And so back up that when I heard the beat for it, I knew that this song was going to be something special. And so those lyrics just kind of started to come, and the vibes started to come. And you know, a big message that I like to get out there is you know, is just is faith in and, and positivity, and just tapping into that power that we all do have. And so um, I'm, you know, I wrote the first four bars that like on my way to work one day. And then, you know, I just kind of scrapped it. I was like, the idea is there, but I don't like the lyrics. And then I came back and changed them and finished it and, you know, sent it to boy Kells after I went to the studio a couple nights later and it was finished and it was done. And yeah, man.
2: I love it, man. Now let's break down some of these lyrics for people listening. Cause I really want them to be inspired to go out and check it for themselves. So talk to me about the lyric, I'm gonna make it to the top. don't throw me a rope. What's that symbolic of
0: yeah I'm gonna I'm make it to the top. Don't throw me a rope. um the meaning behind that mainly was like you see a lot of people like I don't know they kind of like pay to play a little bit or you know maybe they like they they fake it a little bit too much. The point of that was basically like just being genuine, just being authentic, you know I don't want to finesse my way into anything. I don't want to fake my way in that. you know what I mean I don't want to fake. My way in anything, or like kiss too much ass or anything like that. Excuse my language. I don't, you know what I mean? But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That, that was pretty much it.
2: Love it. How about I know there's a bigger reason for the pain I've seen.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, if you're a human being that's been on this earth for any period of time, you have experienced pain and you know what I'm talking about in some way or another. Like it just happens to everybody. You know, I don't. I don't think that we necessarily need to let it beat us down or anything like that. You know, or or dwell on it or hold on to it for longer than is necessary. Um, And so, you know, I I think that's mainly just kind of around mindfulness. I think the main point is, you know, practicing mindfulness, practicing faith, and and positivity, and and uh, yeah, staying staying close to that source of positivity, whatever that is for anybody. You know, there's a reason for hardships. I believe that the way the universe works in life, the universe will kind of let you get to a really low spot so that you're able to make yourself back up 10 times harder and be stronger and like be smarter. You know what I mean? Like these hardships, these hard times, they make us kind, they make us compassionate, they make us strong. They give us a vision, they give us trajectory, right? Like I spent maybe like over four and a half years at a job I was completely miserable at where it was painful going in every day and it was, it was hard and there was verbal abuse and it was horrible, right? But spending that time there made me realize, you know, okay, so that's what I don't wanna do, all right. Well, now I understand what I do wanna do, right? I wanna do the things that make me happy. I wanna do the things that fill me up in life, right? And so all those hard times, like they're meant there for a reason. These are vehicles to strength.
2: Man, well said. I think that it's the difficult times that make the good times much, much sweeter. And I really wanna encourage everyone to think about how they can embrace their adversity. Whatever that looks like for you, we all have something heavy we're carrying. You know, think about how that thing propels us to the top, right? Provided that we stay consistent in doing what we feel is most true for us. We need to remind ourselves that the difficulty will pass. It always does. And when it does, there's a true opportunity to be triumphant and to experience a victory that can surpass your wildest imagination. So I want to thank you for that, brother. So we're coming up on time and it's been so good talking to you. I just want you to talk about your album a little bit.
0: So you know what? I I don't actually have an album in place right now. Um, You know, the the way my release strategy has been is uh, I'm planning on just doing a single every month. And then, you know, I'll eventually, you know, compile that into an album. But for any younger artists out there, they kind of know what I'm talking about. The, you know, if you don't really have that strong, strong, strong listener fan base developed yet, you want to re- release in shorter bursts, right? You don't want to go for album sale right away. You want to be able to release more, put out more content, give more hype around your stuff. So, you know, yeah, I, I've seen I've seen artists at my caliber at my level release an album and you know it gets less plays than my one song you know what i mean and and mm-hmm. so the the point is like you know and it's not that's not a flex it's just a matter of like what's your release strategy like you're gonna put out a, a whole album you know what i mean like you know yeah yeah
2: yeah it makes sense it's kind of like where is your time best spent you know to your point if you haven't really built up that loyal fan base why would you put in a bunch of time into a whole album you know without knowing whether or not it's actually going to hit and and resonate with your people yeah before we transition to the random round talk to me about what you hope people will get out of your music you know when they listen to your song and it's 8 p.m at night and they're driving home maybe they're stuck in their head about how long of a day it's been maybe they're feeling a little confused about life And they're concerned about what's going on right now. I mean, it's a crazy time for all of us. And they hear that little stain record come through the speakers. What emotion do you hope they experience?
0: Bro, yes. Yeah, man, I want it to just be that little bit of positivity, man. You know what I mean? Like, life is good. Life is meant to be for us. You know, the universe would have committed suicide a long time ago if that's what it wanted to do, but it didn't. And there's a reason for that. You know what I mean? Like, life is good. It's meant to be enjoyed. You know what I mean? Yes, you know, that YouTube channel might take time to build. That podcast might take time to build. But if you read a book, if you study, if you stay patient and you believe in yourself, right? Like that desire was placed in you for a reason. You know what I mean? And a seed is meant to grow. It happens everywhere else in nature. I don't know why I'm unique. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. just my ego talking. So that's just, you know, just a little bit of positivity, a little bit of energy is all I hope for, man.
2: Wow, I love it, man. Faith and dedication. It's the lethal combination if you're really trying to be intentional about pushing past whatever it is you're going through, bro, I just wanna acknowledge you for being an individual committed to being who you really are, you know, being a person that's committed to speaking your truth and also doing so in an artistic way because that's a whole other level of vulnerability that comes with that territory. And I really wanna encourage the listener to check out the single Back Up please check it out. I'm going to have him plug in exactly where you can find that. A little Stay, man, you're a man on the rise. You know, the whole point of this show is to feature people that are doing something in their free time that really levels themselves up. And I, I really think that we're all here to support one another in life. And so if the listener can tune in and they can hear something from your journey that really helps them out in their own walk of life, then I feel like we're really up to something amazing. let the people know where they can find you, where they can find the album and just more of your
1: work.
0: Yes. Thank you, bro. Thank you. So if you go to FFM, dot to slash backup. That's a smart link. That'll take you to your preferred music store. Okay. If you go to my Instagram at the real underscore little stain, it will show you to another smart link that has my YouTube channel set up. And it has, you know, if that'll be where my podcast is, that's coming soon. If you're a music marketing nerd, like myself, that's another spot for that at the real underscore little stain. You check my smart link. That'll have all my music stores, my merch store and everything. And uh, yeah, man, uh, the backup music video is going to be out on Saturday. That's in a few days from now. It's like May 17th or something like that, 12 p.m. EST. And hey, man, Carl, thank you for having me on. Bro, in closing, if if anybody, if any other creatives are listening to this right now and they're getting that little spurt of of of, of positive energy from this man, Bill Gates said most people overestimate what they can do in one year and underestimate what they can do in ten. It's all about patience, man. Don't give up too soon.
2: Love it, man. So. We're getting ready to transition into the random round. Just five quick questions, you know, just to have a little bit of fun with you. Cool?
0: Yeah, yeah, cool. Let's do it.
2: Awesome, man. Number one, what's the biggest area of growth that you hope to experience during this quarantine season that we're all in?
0: I want to grow my YouTube channel more. That's something I just recently started. It's like my digital marketing um, education platform and, you know, space for my music. So I, I want to start growing that more and the podcast.
2: Cool, man. Number two, and I ask this of every guest, imagine potential or a physical destination on a map, like a place that you could travel to. What would be more fun for you? Would it be the journey there or would it be just arriving in and of itself?
0: Ooh, mm, it depends where I'm going. If I'm going like, you know, if it's like a road trip, fuck that. I want to go. I'm going to be there. You know what I mean? I'm taking the plane. You know what I mean? But like if we're taking like a voyage, like if we're on a boat or something like that, would be more fun. You know what I mean? So it depends.
2: (laughs) Nice, man. Three, who's your favorite MC or rapper other than yourself?
0: Damn, bro. My favorite rapper. Oh, my God. I mean, of all time, I think my highest fandom that I've ever reached with any artist was Wiz Khalifa back in the day. But that fandom has kind of subsided since, but I've never been a bigger fan of anybody in my life than Wiz Khalifa when I was like a teenager. Mm. So shout out, Wiz. But as of right now, man, I don't know, dude, me, honestly. I don't listen to as much music. You know what I mean? I do, but I listen to music differently now that I'm like really pursuing my career. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I, listen yeah. to, I listen to it objectively more now rather than – I don't know. That's a good question though. I like chill beats. I listen to like chill beats to study too and shit. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Cool. What's one empowering quote that you hope to leave with the audience today?
0: Uh, empowering quote, that Bill Gates one. I'm going to say that one again. Is that cool or you want me to do a new one? I'll do a new one. It's up to you, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to do the Bill Gates one. Yeah, most people overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in 10. That's huge. It's huge. Patience.
2: And last but not least, man, I'm really big on visualization. You know, all amazing things that come to fruition start off as little bitty ideas. And so... As your witness today, man, where are you going to be in the next six to nine months?
0: Yeah, in the next six to nine months, um, I plan to have my podcast and YouTube and, you know, Spotify and, you know, music profiles grown exponentially by then. You know, on social media, I just see a lot of growth for me and all all different platforms on all, all my different outlets and things like that um and you know i in terms of like absolute metrics i can say that like if i'm growing at the same rate that i'm growing now for the next 10 months i'll be at like over a hundred thousand streams on my single you know what i mean and all my songs so i you know just more singles just more content just growing and yeah
2: love it bro man thank you so much for coming on we'll talk to you soon peace
0: yeah man dude thank you for having me Carl. appreciate you bro
1: Thanks so much for tuning in. Remember, yesterday is gone and tomorrow is not promised. So there's no better time than the present to get into the arena of your life and to start moving towards your purpose and potential. Peace.
2: Hey, I want to personally thank you again for tuning in. At the end of the day, I really do believe that we're all in this game of life to help one another out. And that the best way we can do this is through sharing our stories more openly and honestly. And so, if you like the show, please take a quick minute to leave us a rating, drop us a review, and subscribe for more. Also, I'd love to get to know you a little bit better and hear your story. Please head over to carlsona.com chat. That's Carl with a K, S-O-N-A dot chat to book a 15-minute free Zoom call with me. And I can't wait to see you there.